The Z-Ball podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and week three of our NFL Scorching Six picks. We've got six exciting games on this week's slate. Uh, and joining me today on the line from Pasadena, California, Miami Dolphins fan Akshay. What's up, Akshay? How's it going? What's up, bro? How's it going, bro? Uh, pretty good, man. Good to be back. You know, it's a beautiful day today, beautiful Saturday, so let's get it going. Let's get it going. Uh, got six exciting games. Uh, first game that we're going to take a look at is uh, early afternoon game. You got Cleveland traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Uh, both a terrible team so far. Uh, Cleveland favored by one and a half point in this one. What do you think about this one? In this one, you know, both those teams are horrible, bro. <laughs> I don't know what to say, you know. Both the teams have a lot of uh, areas they need to improve upon. You know, defense, uh, offense, whatever. Quarterback play. But, uh, you know, if this one I have to go with Cleveland, I think Indianapolis is just a very bad team at this point. I don't think Andrew Luck is playing. I think they're going with that guy, with that QB who they traded for from the Patriots. Uh, what's his name? Jacob Brissett, I think. Jacoby Brissett. So I would have to go. Yeah, uh, Jacoby Brissett. My, my bad. So... I would have to go with uh, with Cleveland in this. Okay, definitely. Uh, I mean, they're both awful teams, like you mentioned. Uh, the Colts absolutely look abysmal, abysmal without Andrew Luck. I mean, they're still a bad, bad team even with Andrew Luck. But when Andrew Luck goes out, it really his value really shows when he's injured and not able to play. And I mean, the Colts just all around are a terrible franchise right now. I mean, and it's oh, yeah. kind it's kind of surprising that. We're we're going with Cleveland, who's probably one of the shittiest franchises in NFL history. So it's I mean, but I'm I'm gonna agree with you. I think uh, Cleveland wins this one. Probably a close game. I'm gonna go 31 to 28 Cleveland. But uh, I mean, not much excitement in these in this game other than really the young quarterback for Cleveland, Deshaun Kaiser, and then maybe Brissett. Kind of see how he develops. But other than that, I mean, not too many storylines. So the less said about this one, the better. Uh, we'll both agree on this one. Cleveland minus one and a half. And we'll move into our second game, which is a much more exciting one. It's going to be from Minneapolis, Minnesota, U.S. Bank Stadium. We've got the Minnesota Vikings hosting the young and exciting Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay giving two and a half points in this one. What, what do you think about this one? In this one, I have to go. You know, I'm, I'm going opposite this year. I mean, not this year. This time, bro, is uh, I'm going to... I think I'm going to have to side with most of the road teams. I'm going with Tampa Bay. You know, Minnesota, what's his name? Um, Sam Bradford is not going to play this game. Um, I know they have a strong defense. You know, it's the defense is, is really good. But I know Tampa Bay's offense is really good as well. And I think uh, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I'll probably have to go with, like, maybe, uh, I'm, I'm assuming 28, maybe uh, 24. Uh, with this game score, you know, uh, 
in the end, Tampa Bay's offense is going to be too much uh, because uh, I don't think they're going to be able to. I uh, I think who's our quarterback without Sam Bradford? I forget the Casey Keenum or something. Case Keenum, yeah. So I, Casey Keenum. So I I don't think they're going to. I mean, based on what we saw last week, I don't think they're going to do much without Sam Bradford because I think Sam Bradford is a key to that offense. You know, and I think that defense is going to be hard to stop. Uh, Tampa Bay in a way, you know, that's what I think, you know, so I have to go with Tampa Bay in this game. All right, no doubt. Uh, Yeah, Minnesota, one of the better defenses in the league, uh, hosting Tampa Bay this weekend. Uh, Obviously, the big matchup uh, is going to be Xavier Rhodes, the Minnesota corner, going up against a young star wide receiver for Tampa Bay, Mike Evans, and then... I mean, for Tampa Bay, just a bevy of weapons offensively. Jameis Winston at the quarterback. Uh, Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson as the receivers. Rookie O.J. Howard, tight end from Alabama. Uh, Doug Martin, the running back. So just a plethora of weapons for them to go to on offense. And Minnesota kind of, even with Sam Bradford, they kind of struggle to score at times. And with Case Keenum, I think they're much worse, like you mentioned. And then Dalvin Cook, uh, exciting uh, running back, young running back for Minnesota. Uh, he's looked good so far. And then Adam Thielen, uh, leading wide receiver for Minnesota. Uh, he showed some signs as well. But uh, I'm going to agree with you, actually. I think uh, Tampa Bay is the better team at this point in the season. And I'm going to take them. Uh, I'm going to swallow the two and a half points and go with Tampa Bay. I'm going to go uh, 35 to 28 uh, Tampa Bay in this one. So that's the second. High scoring game for this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think Tampa Bay is going to put up points. All right, uh, so we'll go to the next game. Uh, your Miami Dolphins traveling to MetLife Stadium to take on the New York Jets and laying six points. What do you think? Okay, this one, bro, I have to say, you know, I've been a Dolphin fan for like how many years? Since, I've been, since I was a very young age. Uh, that was because of Dan Marino, who I still believe, I know it's a little off topic, who I still believe should be holding the NFL touchdown record because I think the NFL sort of uh, changed the game within with the no contact after five yards. And I think uh, a lot of uh, quarterbacks who have more touchdowns have taken advantage of that. But that's, uh, that's another topic. But I, I guess uh, this game, um, the Dolphins, you know, um, I would have to, I'm going to have to go with the, uh, with the Dolphins here um, because the Giants are a mess. You know, they can't even do anything on offense, and their defense has is really not as great as it was the last several years. So the Dolphins definitely have, um, I think they have a good thing going with uh, with um, Jay Cutler, you know, um, and I think if they, if they get Jay, Jay um, the ability to run with the ball, I don't think it's, I think it's going to be hard for uh, the Giants to stop him. So in this one, I'm, uh, I have to go with the Dolphins, even though they're playing on the road um, in New York, uh, where it, it is hard to win. So uh, I still have to go with the, with the Dolphins here. Okay, definitely. Uh, I agree with you, no doubt, on that one. Uh, the Jets are pro- absolutely the worst team in the, the NFL thus far, and they're already uh, in the tank mode uh, to get Sam Donald or Josh, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, excuse me. And. Sure. Yeah, so, I mean, they just look absolutely awful. Then Miami, uh, obviously, Jay Ajayi has really emerged, I mean, as one better running backs in the league. Uh, Jay Cutler uh, is playing within the offense, not making too many mistakes so far. So he looked good in the first game uh, last week against uh, the L.A. Chargers. And defensively, uh, 
Miami has some uh, players, playmakers as well. So I think Miami all around is just a better team, uh, better coach, uh, better defense, better offense. So I think it's a no-brainer. Miami minus six in this one. Uh, I'm going to go 28 to 17 Miami in this one. And we'll, we'll agree for all three uh, early afternoon games. And then we'll move into the late afternoon games. The first late afternoon game that we're going to be taking a look at. The Seattle Seahawks traveling to Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans. Titans are two and a half point favorites. What, what, do, you, what, do, you, what do you think about this one? I, okay. This was kind of tough, bro. You know, um, I like Tennessee's offense. I like, uh, I like Mariota. You know, I like um, they're going to start playing Derrick Henry now um, at running back. You know, uh, they have a good young offense, but I have to go with Seattle here because I've seen that uh, Tennessee's offense is good, bro, but it, it's, at times it, it can be very inconsistent. And uh, when you play Seattle, you're playing uh, you're playing their defense, bro. You know, it's it's that's it, it, not Seattle D. You know, it's that uh, the 12th man. You know, so it's uh, it's it's going to be tougher for Tennessee uh, to win by what's the spread two and a half. So I I have to go with uh, the Seattle there. Okay, no doubt. I'm going to go the other way on this one. I like Tennessee minus the two and a half. I'm going right. to swallow the two and a half points. I think Seattle is just an absolute mess right now. And then on the road, they're not really uh, as strong as they are at home with the 12th man. Uh, Seattle's offensive line is just absolutely abysmal right now. Uh, Russell Wilson is just running for his life. And I I think Seattle's only scored one touchdown so far in two games. And uh, Seattle historically is, I think, 2-9 and and on the road in the Pete Carroll era in September. And I think I think Tennessee's just a better team right now, and I think they're gonna give uh, they're gonna give Seattle a lot of problems. I think defensively, Tennessee is gonna be able to put pressure on Russell Wilson and get through that weak offensive line that Seattle has, and guys like Brian Arakpo and some of their other defensive tackles are gonna have a field day. And I think they're gonna have about five sacks. I, I think I think it's just gonna be. Uh, a clinic that they're going to put on defensively. and But given that, Seattle, like you mentioned, has in the last five years, their identity has been their physicality, their defense. So that is still there with Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, Michael Bennett, Sheldon Richardson coming over from the Jets. That facet of their team is still very strong. But offensively, their run game is not very good. Their offensive line is one of the worst in the league. Uh, Russell Wilson has looked a little very rusty so far in the first two games. Uh, given all that, I, I like I like Tennessee, and like you mentioned, uh, Derrick Henry is now taking over with with the lion's share the the carries on offense. I think he's averaging about six yards a carry so far. That's I think second in the NFL in the first two games. I think he kind of has a pretty good game again, but I think this is a kind of a drag out kind of uh, nasty type game, really close. And then I think Seattle. Uh, Excuse me, I think Tennessee is going to pull it out. I think 20 to 17, I'm going to go Tennessee 20 to 17 in this one. All right. So, all right. With that, we'll. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I was just saying that with Tennessee, I know they have. Um, the defense is good, their offense is good. But I don't know. I just feel with Seattle. I don't think they've. Um, I don't think Marietta, um I don't think he's ever played a defense as good as Seattle. So that's why I'm going the other way. But. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with this game. 
Yeah, uh, no doubt uh, it could go either way. I mean, both these teams very good defensively, and Seattle's defense, that's pretty much what keeps them in all the games, and that's why they've been so successful for the last five seasons. So with that, we'll move into our fifth game, and this is going to be our last late afternoon game of the Scorching Six. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs uh, traveling to the South Bay in Los Angeles to the StubHub Center to take on the Los Angeles Chargers and laying three points in this one. What do you think? I have to go with the Chiefs, bro. You know, uh, the Chiefs are just, uh, at this point, they are an awesome team. You know, they're very, their offense is just, uh, it, it's really, what's the word? It's, uh, word is like, it, it's dynamic. Bullet, you know? I mean, they have so many weapons. I mean, they have, uh, you have, um, um, obviously, Travis Kelts. When he gives him the ball, he's always, uh, when he catches it, he's always uh, dangerous with it. You know, we saw last week what he did. Two touchdowns, and then now, now you have um, the rookie running back Hunt, who when he hits the ball, he can just go. He's very electric with it. I think um, Smith, uh, the quarterback, he's playing it. Uh, he's not. Uh, he's playing it safe. He's not like taking too many risks. He's sort of managing the ball. He's going with the with the players, or he's passing the ball to his receivers that are open, not taking too many risks, which is good. You know, and I think their defense is also playing um, uh, really well. I think they, who do they have? Marcus Peters at their cornerback. Uh, the kid out of Washington, I believe. He's like, he's pretty much lights out. So this one, I have to go with Kansas City because the Chargers, you know, they're an L.A. team. You know, it's good to have an L.A. It's good to have um, some L.A. teams back here <laughs> to play football, but Chargers are always with the Chargers, bro. You know, they always find a way to lose at the end of the game. You know, and I, I hate that. <laughs> and there's some, like, um, maybe a little off-topic, but there's some rumor that I read somewhere, I forget where it was, that Chargers might be going back to San Diego. I don't know if, if that's true or not, but... Uh, I kind of heard the same rumor that uh, they might be forced by the league to move back to San Diego, but I don't know. Move back to San Diego, yeah. We'll see what happens with that. It sales here, yeah, because... The Charger games here are, are pretty much empty, bro. <laughs> it's like they're losing money out here too, especially in this market that which had which hasn't had a football team for ages. They're losing money. So, but um, um, back to the point, I have to go with the um, with the Chiefs here. I think they're just too much of a dominant team right now, and they're on a high. So I just um, I, I'm definitely going with them. All right, yeah, that's a great pick, and I'm going to agree with you on that one as well. I'm going to go Chiefs minus three. Uh, very dynamic weapons on offense. Uh, Tyreek Hill, the rookie Kareem Hunt. Alex Smith is kind of showing signs that he can throw down the field now. And then Travis Kelsey, one of the better tight ends in the league. He had an absolutely spectacular game last, last week against Philadelphia. And then just a lot of other... Excellent offensive line led by Eric Fisher. And then defensively, even without their best player, Eric Berry, who's, I think, out, out for the season with a torn ACL, they still have yeah. playmakers on that front four with Justin Houston, Derek Johnson. And then, like you mentioned, Marcus Peters as a corner. Uh, just a stacked team all around. Andy Reid, one of the better coaches in the league. And I think this is just a complete mismatch uh, when they're taking on the L.A. Chargers at the StubHub Center. So getting back to the Chargers, uh, I think you were at the game last week against uh, the Dolphins. So kind of just take me through the atmosphere. Uh, I mean, were there more Dolphins fans than Charger fans? I mean, what what, what exactly happened? Well, I, actually, 
I wasn't at the game. But I was thinking of going to the game, but if, but I didn't go. But uh, uh, based on what I saw on TV, it seemed to be like both, dude. You know, LA has become um, LA has become like a team. Uh, it, it, it's a city of many teams. You know, it's not just like uh, because I think at, not having football for so long, uh, people have just uh, sort of gone with many other teams besides LA. Now that now they have football, I think people are still what Chiefs. Um, I mean, still um, Chargers, Rams fans because they are from the city of LA, but they still have their allegiance to their own teams, which are not. I mean, which are from other cities. But I would have to say, bro, is just that I just have to say I think it's more it's more Dolphins fans who are there than than Charger fans. Or not? Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, let me take that back. Not more, but at least there was a good, significant amount. Yeah, I mean, yeah. L.A. is pretty much a transplant city. A lot of people are coming, moving here from other cities. Uh, and because of that, you have, and without 20, for the last 23 years with no uh, NFL team, uh, you have a lot of, you have a lot of people who grew up in L.A., like myself, who root for other teams, like the Packers, the 49ers, Raiders, etc. So because of that, I mean, L.A. has kind of just become a team a city, excuse me, that has lots of different fans for for rooting for different teams, and they pretty much have a a sports bar for every every team, and probably in the city somewhere. So, <laughs> and the Chargers have just yeah. been absolutely awful. They can't even sell out this little small thirty thousand seat stadium at StubHub Center. So, but they've they've shown some fight their first two games. Uh, the Chargers, I mean, it's pretty much come down to a field goal for them in both games, and their young uh, rookie kicker. F- from Georgia Southern, uh, the South Korean kid, Young Way Koo, has missed both of them, and it's really, uh, it's really got to be tough for him. Uh, what do you think about uh, Young Way Koo? You think he uh, keeps his job, or do you think uh, at some point he's going to get cut? I think uh, if he keeps on missing his uh, his field goals, bro, I think he's going to get cut. You know, you would like to see him in the league, you know, because he's uh, he's obviously um, he's obviously an Asian kid. Uh, playing in the NFL, and you, you don't see too many Asians. Uh, NFL is primarily uh, a, a Caucasian, African-American uh, dominated sport. You know, so it's it's good to see him in the league, you know, but the thing is um, that's how the league works, especially for a kicker. Your um, your career is based on what you make, and it's pretty sad to say that, but that's exactly what it is. You have to make no goals. If you're consistently missing field goals, there's a whole list of uh, capable kickers uh, waiting to get your spot. You know, and, and some of these guys are like five-year, ten-year veterans who have been there, who have been in the in the tense situations hitting field goals. So I, I think with this guy, if he doesn't, I think in the next couple of games, if he doesn't start making his field goals and start missing them, I can definitely see him getting cut. It's unfortunate, you know, but uh, it's just part of the game, I guess. Okay, yeah, definitely. That's a good point. Uh, but with that being said, uh, I think the Chargers uh, kind of keep this game a little close, but I, I just think Kansas City's uh, too much offensively, defensively. And I'm going to take Swallows the three points, and I'm going to take them to win 31-20 to 20 in this one. And by the way, Akshay, uh, sorry for – I I had some a plugged-in source that uh, you were at the game, but uh, apparently you weren't. Uh, I apologize for – Saying that, uh, oh, uh, no, problem, bro. no problem. 
Okay, with that being said, uh, we're going to move into our sixth and final game for the Week 3 Scorching Six, and it's going to be the Sunday night game in prime time from the nation's capital in D.C., the Washington Redskins hosting the Oakland Raiders. i got Oakland laying three points in this one. What do you think? Uh, this one's going to be, uh, I think it's I think it's going to be a close game. A lot of people um, are going to have to, uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going with the Raiders. You know, their offense is uh, it's just rolling as well. You know, they have so many weapons. I mean, you have uh, cards playing extremely well. Michael Crabtree has come out of nowhere, and I think he supplanted, uh, um, uh, I forget the other guys. Uh, Amari Cooper. Evers, uh, Amari Cooper, you know, I think I think he he's become um, Carr's go-to guy. Uh, then you have uh, Rashawn Lynch, you know, who's a running back. I mean, he's just uh, beast mode. You know, <laughs> it's like the guy's still beast mode. You know, he can still he still uh, he still is extremely hard to to bring down. He's that guy that that, that he's that he's a capable running back. You know, and, and he's also. Um, he has that sort of fun kind of character, you know. We saw him last week dancing on the on the sidelines, you know. So it's it's. Uh, I I mean I I just think the the Raiders are too tough. I mean their defense is also really good too, you know. And, but I think Washington, Washington's also they're a good team, you know. Um, their quarterback is good. Uh, they have a good um, wide receivers. Um, their running back is I, I think what's his name Thompson or. I think he's hurt, so they. Uh, I think they're going with with somebody else. I I, I forget the name, but I, I think in the end it, I have to go with the Raiders here. I think they'll uh, they'll cover their spread. Uh, I think they're just too tough of a, of a team now, and I don't think Washington is capable to to beat them. Okay, definitely. Uh, Washington, obviously, uh, they're better weapons on offense. Wide receiver Jameson Crowder, and then Jordan Reed, one of the better tight ends. Uh, Kirk Cousins, in a contract year, uh, fighting for one of the better contracts as a quarterback. And then uh, Chris Thompson and I, I believe Samaje Piran from Oklahoma, the rookie, are going to be in the backfield this week going up against the Raiders. And then the Redskins as well also have excellent pass rush led by Ryan Kerrigan. So uh, a lot of good talent there, but I, I just think I'm going to agree with you on this one as well, Akshay. I think Oakland is a better team. Uh, they're, they're a force to be reckoned with. Uh, bevy of offensive weapons led by Derek Carr, Marshawn Lynch, as you mentioned, Michael Crabtee and Amari Cooper, and then Jared Cook, their tight end. and then But defensively for the Raiders, uh, led by Khalil Mack, the defensive end, and then they have Bruce Irvin as well. So it's a bevy of weapons for them all around. And I think... They're really going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with in the very tough AFC West uh, with three teams that are 2-0 and and then the Chargers 0-2, and, and they've lost both of their games by with it, by a field goal or less. So just a very talented division there so far. And uh, with that being said, uh, I'm going to swallow the three points. I'm going to take the Raiders right. on the road in this one. And I think they win. Uh, I'm going to go... 31 to 24 in this one. And I think they moved to 3 0 and stay atop the AFC West along with Kansas City. So, uh, with that being said, uh, thank you so much for coming on, Akshay. That'll wrap it up for the week three scorching six. 
All right. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and enjoy the week three slate of games.